Before we start today's Beef Watch podcast, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for being a listener. During the month of November, the Nebraska Extension Beef Team is asking for your feedback on the podcast. What content has been most valuable to you? And what topics would you like to see discussed in the future? If you'd be willing to take a few minutes to fill out a brief survey, we'd really appreciate it. The survey can be found at beef.unl.edu, and it's located there at the top of the homepage. Thanks again for being willing to do that for us. We really appreciate your feedback, and we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss the topic of feeding corn residue in a round bale feeder. Can that meet a cow's needs? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Mary Janowski, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Systems Specialist. Thanks for joining me today, Mary. Well, thanks for having me. Well, Mary, as we look at Nebraska, we've got a lot of irrigated corn stalks, and we also look at what's happening with feed prices right now. Hay is in short supply, as is all commodities, corn, dry distillers, grains. That's driving the price of those feeds up. As a result, we're seeing people look at maybe baling corn stalks. We've been doing that for a long time and then using it in total mixed rations, but also seeing scenarios where maybe I don't have the ability to do that or the equipment to do that. What about the option of feeding a corn stock bale in a round bale feeder, a cell feeder? Can I meet a cow's needs doing that? Well, the easy answer is no. <laughs> um, you can't meet a cow's needs. A few years ago, um, we actually did some studies with this, and and we can use it as part of a ration. But I think people overestimate just how much a cow will actually be able to eat because I think anybody who's actually looked at, um, you know, a bale of stocks, there's all that stuff they don't really want to eat, like the cob, and in particular, the stock, which makes up, you know, 40% of that bale. And so they spend a lot of time uh, sorting out the husk and leaves if you provide it in a round bale feeder free choice. So that's a benefit. It increases the energy content of what they select, uh, but it also reduces how much they actually eat. So we're actually seeing them eat, you know, only about 1.2% of body weight, which is not very much for a cow. So I think in many people's minds, they're saying, well, I put cows out on stocks and they do just fine. What's the difference with having the bale and the bale feeder? Why are they now having a hard time meeting their needs? Yeah, I think uh, that's that's exactly uh, the analogy that I hear. And and I probably would have thought the same thing uh, until we actually did it. And I think the difference is just the amount of time. So if they're going out and, and walking the field and grazing, the amount of time they actually have to spend to actually find the things they want to eat, like the leaf and husk, um, is actually less than in the situation where they're trying to pull from a round bell feeder. Um, it just seems like they're they're unable to physically have enough time in the day to sort out uh, that leaf and husk that they're actually gonna eat. So we need to be thinking about providing another uh, feed resource. The other thing I really wanna point out is because stocks 
are also not really cheap. Like we usually think of them as, uh, you know, a cheap feed resource. And just like you were talking about with all the other ingredients being short, I mean, the price of stock bales are also going up. And so I think people really need to take a look at what is the cost and make sure they're accounting for the wastage with these round bales. So if you feed a round bale of corn residue, uh, we measured about 45% waste. So that's between what they pulled out of the feeder and, and uh, you know, manured, so to speak, and then what they refused to eat, which was mostly the stalks that was left in the feeder. So to put that in perspective, let's say corn stock bales, I'll just pick a number, it's wrong. Let's say they're worth $80 a ton right now. If half of that gets wasted, we've almost doubled the price of that. And then the other thing is often if we're buying on a per ton basis, corn stalks tend to be wetter uh, in terms of percent moisture than a typical grass hay would be. Yeah, I think it's a really good point because we really do, you know, we really like to price everything on the dry matter actually uh, consumed. And I'll put a plug in here for the feed cost calculator because that can help you, um, especially using some of these numbers we're talking about to actually get a good picture of that. Because you're right, uh, I see stocks that are, you know, uh, something like 80% dry matter is pretty typical. Then whereas we're looking at hay, that's, you know, 85 into 90. So let's say I'm in a scenario, I've got corn stock bales, I not set up to grind and put it through a mixer wagon. What are some things I could do in light of my circumstance? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can make it work. The first thing that we have to realize is because they're eating such a low percentage of their body weight, we're going to need to be providing both supplemental energy and protein. So they selected a diet that was about 55 TDN and about 4% crude protein. When we offered them actually something that was about a 40 TDN and 6 crude protein. Uh, by the way, husk is very low in protein. Um, that's why they actually selected a diet that actually had less protein because they really like the husk because it's quite palatable and digestible. Okay, so they select this diet, it's a little bit higher energy, but they're limited how much they're eating. So we're only meeting about half of a uh, cow in mid-gestation. So, you know, if you think about uh, mid-pregnancy, she's only going to be able to meet half of her energy and a third of her protein requirement. So we need to supplement both energy and protein. Um, and there's kind of two options in my mind. I think one option is, you know, if you're really short on hay and you're just trying to use stocks, then come in with a supplement. And because we need both protein and energy, you know, I, I know that people think often distillers is expensive, but you have to remember distillers is very high energy. It's a 108 TDN. Um, so it's a lot higher energy than corn. And it's also very high protein, a 30 crude protein. So again, using that feed cost calculator, you should compare it to some other supplements um, because a lot of times it comes out to be the cheapest source of energy and protein um, given your options. If you use that, in this scenario, you'd need for mid-gestation, which is her lowest requirements, about four pounds of dried distillers. Or if you're feeding modified, you know, you'd basically double that to eight pounds. Um, so 
that gives you an idea that she needs quite a bit still. And you get into late pregnancy, we got to up that a little bit more because her requirements have increased. Um, so, you know, now we're looking at somewhere around uh, five to six pounds of dried distiller grains. The other option is we can think about this corn residue as a hay stretcher. And we can maybe basically limit feed some alfalfa hay um, or some really good grass hay, maybe that's high protein this year, and just use this corn residue as a way to get by with not having to use as much of that in the winter. Um, so maybe you unroll out, you know, your hay. And the, the key thing is you got to get your hay tested so we know what you're actually needing to feed. I think a lot of people overestimate uh, the protein content in particular of their alfalfa. <laughs> Maybe this year's different though. This year might be a little bit better than previous years. Just thinking about the corn stalk bale themselves, you know, there's situations where I've seen where Maybe we baled corn that was droughted out. Anything we need to be aware of there around nitrates and potential toxicity issues? Yeah. So I think, um, especially if you're baling like a whole plant um, that is uh, smaller, um, they might eat a little bit more of it, which is good from the waste standpoint, but also may mean um, that we really do need to pay attention to nitrates. I don't get too worried about nitrates typically with corn residue bales. Um, because we're typically mixing them in with TMR. So we're feeding them some higher energy diets that works just fine. In this case, if I were to think about, you know, some, some more drought situations, but it was harvested corn. Um, I might want to test those bales, but I really think you got to remember that we're, we're doing husk and leaf. So I would actually, if I'm providing it free choice, not grinding it up, then I think you actually need to sample some husk and leaf and see the content. And I, I think typically that's going to be a lot less risky uh, because they tend to be lower in nitrates. The stock is usually the high stuff and they're typically going to be sorting that out. If we grind it and then you're going to try to put it into a ration, maybe as a hay extender and you're going to grind it up with some other hay, um, then I do worry. And I think you should test it uh, make sure that you're looking at taking a hay probe, getting, uh, make sure it's really sharp. So you actually get some of that stock in there, um, but actually sample that and, and test to make sure that um, you're going to be okay, given the fact that you're going to be forcing them to eat the stocks as well. Anything else on this topic you think would be valuable as we point towards wrapping up? Well, I think one of the things, as I talked about the feet and cost calculator, and, but I also want to point out, I mean, especially as we're thinking about doing things that are different from what you traditionally have done, um, there's usually a lot of things you need to be thinking through. You probably have a lot of questions. Um, don't hesitate to contact us, right? I mean, Nebraska Extension, uh, myself and the other educators and specialists, we're, we're here to help you. So if you just are trying to think about, well, here's the resources I have. Here's the things I can buy. And I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to feed this winter and how to make it, make sure that I'm meeting my cow's needs. Um, we can do that for you. We can help walk through those options and and give you maybe um, some, some help with just thinking about all the different things that you might need to be uh, working through as you're making your plan. Barry, thanks again for your time today. 
Well, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk to your listeners and uh, hopefully they found this useful. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article we discussed today, Feeding Corn Residue in a Round Bale Feeder, Can It Meet Cow's Needs?